1: and welcome back it's badger time badger time we have made it we have succeeded with a day late recording but that's because Rich's old crusty yeah one of them things hello and welcome to the number one linux amateur radio podcast on the internet this is linux in the ham shack 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 sorry my needle got stuck My name is Richard, KB5JBV. Hello to each and everybody, and most especially, hello to everybody in the chat room. The crowd is going wild. It's going so fast, I can't even keep up with it. Can't even keep up with it. Of course, I read very slowly, and I don't have my glasses on tonight. So this may pose a problem, but it will be a first. It will be a first. So, life is good. Things are wonderful. It's like been like in the 30s here in Texas I love that I love it I think I probably need to move up north unfortunately I can't understand people up there they either talk too fast or they sound like idiots but other than that let's go ahead and throw the ball over to uh, my partner in crime up there in in Arkansas uh, the number one rated podcaster on this show Russ K5TUX
0: Hello, Russ. Well, hello, Richard. It's uh good to see that you survived yesterday and that you've come back and you're gonna be able to record with us again. I, I mentioned you in my other podcast last night saying that uh you had died. But oh, well. uh, I I guess I'll just have to uh amend that the next time I oh, put out. Oh, you something. were probably right. Oh, okay. You're probably right. Everybody be
1: people been accusing me of being a zombie for years. I keep telling them I'm not a zombie. No, no, not a zombie. All right. Well, this is episode uh,
0: number. I'm a a Revenant. (laughs) You're a what? A Revenant? Revenant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is episode number 95 of Linux in the Mm Ham Shack. We got five to go before we hit the big 100, and I guess we ought to start planning something to do for that show.
1: Ooh. What are we going to do for number 100? Hmm. Well, let us think. We record every other week,
0: so that's like two months and two weeks. Yeah. It'll be what the first one, either the first one or the second one that comes out in 2013. Yeah. something like that. So let's do this. We're
1: kind of short on idea. Well, no, we're not short on ideas. We got lots of ideas. We, we thought about, uh, uh, filming a flaming badger, um, jumping out of an airplane. Well, okay. Me pushing Russ out of an airplane and uh, lots of other stuff. However, however, take your thoughts and wishes for the 100th episode and put them in an email. Something else I think we ought to do, Russ, if that's okay with you, is that we get people to call into the to the voicemail line and leave us some uh, messages about the hundredth episode. I mean, I know it's kind of old hat, everybody's done it, but you know what? We are not ones to go against, against convention.
0: Well, we kind of buck convention here and there, but it would be nice to hear from folks about the show and maybe we could play some of those things. If they bother to record them for, uh, for our number 100, that'd be kind of cool.
1: That's right. And we, we in fact, send anything you like. So that we can uh, sift through them, figure it out. We'd like to hear your, your well wishes and your not uh, and your wonderful voices and the guy that keeps sending us the pornographic emails. Don't
0: do it. Don't. Uh, I don't know. I might encourage him to do it. It doesn't mean we have to air it. Oh yeah. We'll we'll put it on Facebook or something. We'll find out his actual full name and get it on there. (laughs) By the way, uh, KD7JWC called you an ass hat. I am an ass hat <laughs> just thought uh, that should be on the show. So everybody would know I am an ass hat. Why does he call me an ass hat? What did I do to him? Oh, he's a northerner. And you said that they all talk funny. Well, they do talk funny. Well, for that, he called you an ass hat
1: and we get all the Californians moving in down here and they all talk, for, talk too fast. They do speak English, but they talk too fast. <laughs> yeah. I got one working three bays down from me at work.
0: Oh, boy's like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. So he's not talking Spanish. No, he's a white guy. Yeah. But you live in Texas. White people speak Spanish down there.
1: Yeah. But like he got a haircut, like Justin Bieber, <laughs> actually, quite honestly, the day they said that to me, I'm like, what? Because it looks nothing like Justin Bieber. It looks more like Johnny
0: Resnick. Johnny Resnick, who the hell is that? From the uh uh the Google Goo dolls. Oh, the Google Goo dolls, right, 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 right. No, I gotcha. Yeah. So he's got that kind of emo thing going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of concerned because every time I give him a hard time about flirting with the gals, he says, "Which is friend. <laughs> Caught him laying down taking a nap on top of a motor today.
0: Y'all think I'm joking, but he
1: was really laying down on top of a motor.
0: No, I believe you, but that would just tell me what my level of commitment would be at the same job.
1: Well, he was,
0: he was changing out spark plugs of all things. And I'm like, dude, was it a transverse mounted engine? Cause I've changed the spark plugs in a transverse mounted V six. And it's a pain in the ass. I think he was just taking a nap. Well, that's probably true. Maybe we should get on with the show. What do you think? No, nah, that'd be too, too easy. Well, it would be. So let's do it.
1: Anyway, send all your well wishes, emails, voicemails. Uh, Record something, send it in. I know Tim will record something and send it in because Tim is good about that kind of stuff. Tim is my oldest fan. My oldest continuous fan, Tim. KI6BGE. He is the one that has stuck with me through thick, thin, fat, anorexic, nervous breakdowns, everything. He's been with me. Tim. Tim Sutton. KI6BGE out in California. Everybody tip your hat to Tim. And a happy, happy badger to everybody out there yep. being on the other end of the country, cause they all washed out and moldy
0: <laughs> before we get on with this. I'd like to have Katie seven, JWC repost the, uh, image bin image paste bin link he had before, because I think everybody should have this on their wall, what a crack uh, has it. What's that? What a crack
1: has it. Oh, I will go, go, googly bobbledy
0: boop. Yeah. Face the stuff again. Yeah, put it up again. We'll read it out on the on the show because everyone should have this on their wall. Angle Bob it. Well, before Richard takes us down another rabbit hole, let me read Yankee this thing. People.
1: For <laughs> New Hampshire now wet Hampshire. Hey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. I didn't say anything bad. Well, it sounded bad. We you got. Go. I'm I'm going to yeah. go ahead and do the show. You, I guess you sit over there and decide whether you want to participate. Okay. We got an email a little while back from Kevin O'Brien, who is the publicity director for the Ohio Linux Fest. And he wanted folks to announce on their shows, if they would be so kind, this that I'm about to say, Ohio Linux Fest is looking for someone to step up and take on the role of volunteer coordinator. No previous experience is required. This could be a great opportunity for someone who would like to be involved with a major event and help give back to the open source community. If anyone is interested, please reply to news at Ohio dot org. So, uh, if you're interested in that opportunity to participate in the open source community, go ahead and email news at Ohio dot org, uh, Kevin O'Brien and the Ohio Linux Fest team. I'm sure we'll. Be very happy for your participation. I'm sure you have something to say about that.
1: Yes, I know some of you guys are in Ohio. I know that Scott uh, that Scott is in Ohio, and I know that Bill is in Ohio, and you know who you are. Uh, you guys, you know, y'all could like hop on this. Hop on it. it it's like kind of amateur radio thing, and we'll get the word out. Before you know, you'll be able to type your call sign in the search engine and have 7,000 results. I used to be like that. Uh, then I got lazy, but that's okay. Yeah, y'all get with them. They probably need some help up there. Uh, I mean, Ohio Linux Fest, I understand, is uh, becoming most, most a premium. Oh, Lord, I just took the dumb. Um a, a very exciting experience and a very uh, high end kind of Linux thing. So jump on in there. Don't be afraid. The worst thing you can do is it not work out. And look at it this way: you'll never get a pay cut. Absolutely,
0: never. never. That's right. And KD7JWC yeah. did repaste that link and it's imagebin dot org stroke two three five nine zero five. And I guarantee you, everybody who. Goes to that website and sees that particular lolcat and it is a lolcat. Just I'm warning you now. Uh, I got the dumb. That's right. But I feel like that pretty much once a week or more. So, and I'm an ass hat. <laughs> yep. I can't brain today. I has the dumb. So, uh, with that ass <laughs> Well, you be the ass hat. I'll just have the dumb. Oh, excuse me. I'll has the dumb. So anyway, um, Russ is trying to do the freaking show and I'm doing my best to knock him off his game. I know. And the, the worst thing about that is that he said he has to get up early in the morning and he wanted to whip this thing out mm-hmm. and he's doing his best to derail us at every turn. Yep. That's
1: my job. That's my function in this, in this particular organization. My function is to misdirect, mislead, uh, turn things about, uh, God damn it. I just took the dumb.
0: You can cut the front off of that, right? Um, the what? The God? Yeah, I don't believe in that. If it's not a four-letter type swear, it stays in. Well, leave it there then. Yes, I will. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one of my favorite things about like TV shows where they air things that are you know that have to be censored. It's when somebody says "God damn," they edit the word "God." (laughs) That to me is like the favorite, my favorite application of censorship. Well,
1: you know, even better there's some, some channel, I I can't remember what it was. We was watching one channel and watching a movie and I know what the dialogue is. I've got it on a DVD somewhere and I'm sitting there and I'm watching it and everything except that doesn't get edited. Well, right. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's probably because it could, well, I take it back. It's still the seven words, even though they've slacked up some on it. And I don't, oh, I say one of them a lot and Russ gets mad. (laughs) Yeah, because I have to, I have
0: to badger you all the time.
1: Yes. Yes, yes.
0: Okay. Well, I just (laughs) took a look at the December issue of QST and there was a couple of things that I, back to the show. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the program, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I uh took a look at the QST for 2012 or for December 2012. He's lost. That's right. I, I lost my well, I'll see what happens. Anyway, uh there was a couple of things I wanted to point out and uh, I was going through there and I got to page 45 of the magazine and what do I see but an article on vertical versus horizontal antennas. And if I'm not terribly mistaken, we discussed this topic a couple episodes ago. Did we? Yeah, I believe we had uh, pretty much an entire episode about uh, horizontal versus vertical, uh, wow, must've been sober that night. You're sober. Every time you record, Shh, don't tell everybody. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let I, that slip out. I've got to have an excuse. Um, 5 CP in the chat room is asking if the December issue has the field day results and yes, it does. As a matter of fact, who won? I don't know because I didn't read them. Oh, Okay. So on, so on page 45 of the December QST, there's a discussion of horizontal versus vertical, which is a discussion we had about a month ago. And then imagine this a few pages later in the, uh, in the magazine, there's an article on the UDR 56K from, uh, universal digital radio. And we just had an interview with that guy from, uh, Western digital radio. So I'm wondering if. QST's we just sue the <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but I'm just wondering if they're listening to the show and doing their magazine based on what we talk about. They're copying our show. Yeah, I think they are. They'd sue us. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why
1: the NTS guide I was writing hadn't come out yet. I'm afraid they're going to sue me. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the computer. It's ready to go. I'm just afraid if it gets out, so if I put it out for what I was going to put it out for where's our money. Yeah, exactly. Because that's all they ever think about. Oh, I shouldn't say that. No, I can say that I'm not an assistant section manager anymore.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Let's well, so not discuss. Uh, I heard, uh, I've been listening to, uh, some of the back episodes of, uh, the mint cast and uh-huh. they had uh, an episode where they were talking about whether or not Linus Torvald should be allowed to say things you know, bad things about people. And, uh, they were saying, you know, he's, he's like the leader of the open source community. He's the figurehead that represents open source and he shouldn't be allowed to make disparaging comments about people. Cause you know, he's famous and all. And I got to say that is complete badger because he really should be able to say whatever he wants. Well, here's the way I feel about it. It's his damn,
1: damn Colonel. Exactly. And he can take that bad boy and go home with it. I agree 100%. Pack it up and go. That's right. You know, screw that guy over at the GNU. Let let the man talk. It can't be as bad as some of the crap comes out of some of the other places.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Sorry, I
1: swallowed a bug.
0: Right. Well, go ahead. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. That's right. Yes, back at the program. Uh, a little oh. further on in the December QST, there's an article that we didn't talk about, so I guess maybe they actually are doing their own thing. They talk about some proposed FCC rule changes, and if you want to read all about them, you can. uh There's a link to the FCC's proposals, and of course, there's a much more in-depth discussion in the QST magazine. But some of the rules that they're proposing are kind of interesting. Uh, the first one being that they're thinking about reducing the license expiration grace period from two years to six months, uh, garbage, garbage. Yeah. Well, this is that grace period for when you, uh, you know, sort of accidentally let your license lapse. You're only going to have six months to renew it without retesting as opposed to two years. Um, of course this is a proposed change. This is not an actual change. They are also considering reducing the wait time for silent key calls from two years to six months, which I suspect most hams will, uh, like as opposed to not like yes, no, I'm sorry. I was distracted. There was a butterfly. (laughs) Oh, look, a kitty. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, I think, uh, I think most people will be for that one. Um, well, t- tell you the truth. Uh,
1: how far down are you? Are you down to V's yet? I am not down to V's yet. Okay. Here we go. Uh, reduction of license expiration grace period from two years to six months. Uh, I feel it's garbage because you know, a lot of people, they forget and, you know, if you, it's easy enough to, uh, be off the air for six months without even thinking about it. And you go back and your license isn't any good anymore. And you get arrested and then you have to spend time eating, eating lunch with Obama and all that bad stuff. Now, uh, reduction of vanity, vanity call waiting period from two to six, two years to six months. I'm not sure there was a waiting period. You fill out the paperwork, you send it in. If the call's available, you get it. Um, I think that may have something to do with the license expiration thing. And the fact of the matter is once again, uh, you got people out there holding licenses that should be able to hang on to them and dropping the grace period down. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. So reduction of VE's go.
0: Well, that's not actually true because there is a hold on silent key calls. You can't, you have to wait two years before they become available. Oh yeah.
1: But that would be part of the grace period.
0: Right, and that's what I'm saying. They're they're talking about reducing that down to 6 months because there was a story not long ago where one guy applied a day early for a call sign that um was going to be coming available after 2 years and he didn't get it because he applied at, you know, 1 year 364 days. Anyway. Well, so, why Yeah, whang. big
1: whiny ass ham butthole.
0: <laughs> ass hat
1: Wang, whang, whang, <laughs> whang, pick another set of numbers. It don't matter. Doggone it. I, anybody in their right mind has at least 10, 10 vanity calls in their head waiting to be acquired. If they decide to go that direction, you know, I don't ever expect to get one, but if I do, I've already got six of them. <laughs> I know what, I know what six of them are. I think you're more prepared um, than the average ham. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I feel less, less prepared. In fact, I'm I'm
0: ill prepared for most things. And I don't know how the hell that squirrel got in here. (laughs) So, uh, another considered rule change is a reduction of VEs at testing centers from, or at tests from three to two. And, uh, you know, I don't see any particular problem with that either way. It doesn't seem like it's generally that difficult to find three VEs in a particular area, but. Um, you know, whatever, I guess. Well, you know, it doesn't
1: matter because whether it's three, two, fifteen, eighty-five, 85, it really don't matter because, uh, the ones that are going to sell licenses are going to sell licenses and the ones that aren't going to sell licenses are going to do it the right way. Now it's kind of nice to have three because that, uh, allows more functionality during testing. However, apparently somewhere way 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 i'm hearing a lot of whining tonight um apparently somewhere somebody
0: is whining because they can't find three extra class people to give damn tests well the thing is unless you're giving extra class you know unless you're testing for extra class you don't even need three extras you just need generals but most
1: so, people aren't that bright.
0: well whey, whatever way way okay next whey, thing yeah, come on I'm trying to get through this so oh, uh The fourth thing that they're considering is the allowance of remote testing, where if you've got enough video and audio capabilities to monitor monitor a remote location and effectively administer a testing session, that the VEs could do it remotely. I'm not sure how this would work, but it's one of the proposed rule changes you can read about in the FCC document in QST magazine. Or garbage. Uh, Right. And then the fifth one's kind of a technical thing. They're talking about Motorola, uh, certain radios transmitting with certain type, certain emission types that are currently uh, apparently being done by certain amateurs, which is technically illegal based on uh, Part 97 of the FCC rules, that is referencing single-slot time division multiplexing, single-slot TDMA. It's a bit over my head. I know what TDMA is, but I don't know the whole story. So I just go ahead and read that one. So anyway, hey, I kind of hope this happens because you know, all
1: these, uh, PK two thirty twos I got around here. Yeah. They've been, uh, they were making those with, uh, TDM in them back in, uh, way back when I got my first one back in the early nineties. So it's about time we could use some of that
0: capability
1: and he eats with his mouth open. I do not. You should never eat on an empty stomach.
0: Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Fort Wayne. Yeah, I I'm not sure if this is going to come out in time in podcast format, but it's, you know, for anybody who's listening live, uh the Fort Wayne ham uh, Fest is this weekend, November 17th and 18th in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and if I'm not mistaken, the uh the Indiana AWRL convention is also at this particular hamfest. So, if you're in the Indiana area and you want to attend this, there you go. And since you're go since it's in Indiana, I have a story, okay,
1: and I believe it was Fort Wayne, uh, was a guy that I think was the news director at one of the t v stations up there that was the point of contact for the gentleman who kept his ham station on the air during the invasion of Kuwait and was able to disseminate information to the u s government and that kind of stuff. a ham radio operator, guys, a ham radio operator about troop movements and all that kind of crap that was going on the first time when Iraq invaded Kuwait and we went and kicked their butts all the way back to the Tigris. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, if y'all want to hear, see the, see or hear the whole story, uh, go over to YouTube. I think it's over there now and type in last voice from Kuwait last voice from Kuwait. Um, I, it may still be in the ARRL, uh, uh, library. I'm not sure you can go over and check that out. Also at, uh, a w r l dot, uh, I keep wanting to say com, but it's probably net or org, uh, go on over there and check that out. Last voice from Kuwait. Yeah, uh, it will add, that right there is a symbol of amateur radio. It will show you the value of amateur radio, uh, in, at least that kind of situation, because, uh, seriously, this guy kept his station on the air through the whole invasion mess. So y'all check it out. And if you do happen to run into the guy, that's the news director at the Fort at that Fort Wayne TV station, if we can figure out what his name was, uh, go over and shake his hand and tell him, thank you. Thank you for helping us out. And we hope, we hope he doesn't spend a lot of time in Indianapolis, the murder capital of the United States. So, all right. Okay.
0: Yeah. What else? No, that's it. We're going to do some music and then you're going to come back and we're going to talk about something that I don't even know what it is yet because it's only in your head right now.
1: I'm I'm, that's scary, but, uh, yeah. Uh, for those of y'all that are listening live, uh, bill has posted a link in the chat room to the last boy from Kuwait. I think it runs in four parts. And, uh, for those of you that are not in the chat room, not listening to the live show, you'll never figure it out. So play that funky music, white boy.
0: All right. This is one that's going to sound probably a little poppy and a little bit, uh, too nicey nicey for what generally gets played on this show. But I was in an easily easy listening kind of mood when I discovered this song. It's called easier. Yeah. It's called easier as us by Michael McEachern. And, uh, so listen to this. Yes. Anyway, listen to this and we'll be back in three or minutes or so. And we'll talk about some stuff. And more about assets.
2: I can't get my mind away from thoughts of you. Two weeks ago today, you were just the girl I drew. And I think it's time that we decide Love is all friends And we will be fools not to follow What our hearts suggest So think it over And let me know, girl Cause you and I be easier as us Don't need three words so Just one could sum us up We're a couple of pins, so when we touch our oh, Us. Oh, easier is us Can't keep my hands away from holding yours and your eyes like gravity keep pulling me close inside of your world and I think it's time together we find a life of our own Together is hard when it's idle. Cause you and I will be easier as us Don't need three words, so just focus on what's up We're a couple of minutes, apparently when we touch you The heart I knew you were I right, right from the start You and I,
3: be easier as us We don't need three words, we're
2: just one One could someone suck. You and I, be easier as us we don't need these three words, we're just one could someone suck We're a couple
1: God, I suddenly have an overwhelming urge to go hang out at the mall. This is Linux in the Ham Shack, y'all, and I would like to remind everybody that crack kills, and if you really wanted to know what I was talking about, you'd have been in the chat room tonight for the live recording. Uh, y'all uh, really need to keep up with that. Go over to the website, info, and you'll find out recording times and information on how to get to the chat room. Rame. Rame. Woof.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. It's Holy all you. Mackerel. Uh, okay.
3: Oh, my.
1: That's what I'm saying. George is over here next to me. He keeps looking at He keeps leering at me and, and showing me his jar of Vaseline. Pretty scary. Pretty scary. Okay. In this section, is Linux and the Ham Jack. We're going to talk about Pat- Patricia Tallman. But, but yeah, the redhead. Oh, no. Um, let's get serious for just a few minutes, just a few, not many, a whole lot. We're gonna wait a minute. I do um, there. I go again. Anyway, I was looking on the on the Facebook the other day, and I got I signed up here a while back for this thing. Uh, what is it? Linux administrators, something or other, on Facebook. Anyway. Every few days they push through articles written in different places about different linux stuff and some of it I can use some of it's too high level I'm I'm not that bright uh never was that bright and may potentially never be that bright as I get older my ability to grok sucks so uh one came through and it was talking about something that uh I uh, still don't think i have a grasp of completely um and uh when i was looking for information on it when i first got into linux i really couldn't find much on it written literature i didn't have to pay for because everybody knows richard is cheap 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 so uh i think tonight we talk a little bit since we got the expert up there in arkansas who knows everything about everything that ever was and everything in fact I uh, I'm gonna have to blow you cover, Russ. Russ is actually Linus, Linus Torvalds on Linux in the Hamjack. Well,
0: you know, yes. uh, to to be quite frank, I don't think Linus knows everything there is to know about Linux. If you're talking about the kernel, maybe.
1: Well what I'm talking about is uh symbolic links or soft links
0: and hard links. What the hell is the difference, Russ? A soft link and a hard link. You know, here's the thing about soft links and hard links, or symbolic links and hard links. When it comes to making a link on a file system between one directory or one file and another, I always have used symbolic links because what a symbolic link is, is basically a pointer to the original thing. In other words, it's a small file, which is actually, it's not a block device. Okay. Yeah. This, this can go down a rabbit hole really fast and keep it it, simple. Yeah, I know. We're going to try and keep it simple. If you, uh, have a file in like slash home slash me slash something, some, some file like a uh, file dot MP3, and then you go into slash var slash temp, you can do LN dash S for symbolic link. And then you do the original file name slash home slash me slash file MP3 and then some other name. You could call it file.mp3, or you could call it something else. You then have a link or a reference to the original file in slash var slash temp. So if you were to edit that file, you would actually be editing the original file in slash home. And you can have as many symbolic links anywhere on the file system to this file that you want, and they all point back to the original file.
1: A symbolic link refers to a symbolic path, indicating the exact location of another file. A hard link refers to the specific location of a, of physical data. Oh my God. I passed out. Did I say anything relevant? You probably did. You, I was channeling, you were, uh, I was you channeling were, somebody. You were sleep casting.
0: Ah, we need to try that. sometime. Bill 85 CP says hard links are pointers and symlinks are shortcuts. Go ahead and explain the two, the difference between those two things, because I just said sim links were pointers. Let's pursue this from another direction because I think it's gotten kind of deep. The reason that, uh, this thing,
1: this even came out. Okay. Let, let's do this first. Okay. So like, let's focus on symbolic links because people will mostly be using those. At least those of us who are asshats and the less knowledgeable And people who don't want to say that they're less knowledgeable, but really couldn't find their butt with both hands and roadmap. So let's do this. When you put an icon on your desktop to a file, that would be a symlink, right? Yes. So there we have it, folks. And now, why this is important has been important to me in the past because Russ is like, what the hell is he going to say next? I can't. I can't flip through these wiki pages fast enough. Uh, <laughs> that's why you should have them on index cards. Anyway, let's talk about my experience with WinLink. When you set up the Linux version of WinLink, uh, you go down through there and you get things kind of kindly set up. And there's some files you have to configure and stuff like that. And then you have to link these files to a different location. So that the win link can find it. Okay. So it's like, if you go in to say a directory in your home directory and you click on this, on this sim link or soft link, uh, it will open up the file. Or if you, Oh, I'm losing my mind. Say you open Gedit edit or nano and you open the, the file using the sim link. Then it will open the file in its actual location and let you work on it. Ted, stop laughing at me. Ted is laughing. I can hear him. Oh, good God. Anyway, so this is kind of how it works. So, uh, why would, how, who, who and when, and uh, the lady, and I don't know. Anyway, so this is something you may run across. You may run across it. You may have to do it. If you're going to set up one link some of the other stuff out there for amateur radio and that kind of stuff. So now we've done all that. Russ has had a chance to compose himself. So Russ, if we wanted to make a soft leak, how would we do that? All right. Let me, let he me does, see if I goes off y'all.
0: No, I'm going to see if I can concatenate all this information into something useful. No, no, um, no. We've been getting like my thoughts on the, on the way this works. We've been getting your thoughts on the way this works. There's like five people in the chat room trying to explain the difference. Um, And the and
1: the outcome of the entire show is that nobody knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to
0: linking crap. (laughs) Okay. Well here here's how I'm gonna try and here's here's how I now understand it based on all the information I just hot links. Hot links? Hot links. Can we go to Ulyss? I'd like to get some hot links.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I know. It sounds good. Anyway, so here's what it is. A symbolic link is the equivalent of a shortcut. In other words, you have something that is referencing the original location of a file, just the name of that file. In other words, if you were to open that shortcut, you are actually opening the original file. You are opening not what the shortcut is, but the actual file that the shortcut is pointing to. If you do that, one, th- one of the advantages of symbolic linking is that it allows you to cross- a physical partition boundary. Um, you can link a, you can symbolic link a directory, you can symbolically link a file, and you can do that across file systems. A hard link is an actual reference to the on-disk inode. In other words, it shows up as a file on the disk, but what that actually is, is a copy of the inode of the original file. It doesn't take up all of the same space as the original file, but it shows up as if it does, because it is a physical reference to the on-disk data. And because of that, it is limited, and this I am getting from Ted, is that it is limited to files that are on the same file system. It's a reference to the original inode, not a shortcut to the original file name. And because of that, you can't do it across partition boundaries. You know, I'm sure there's a reason why you might use a hard link as opposed to a soft link, but in every practical application I've ever done this, I've always used the soft link. That's, that's a limitation of my systems administration experience. So I'm, I'm showing my ass-hattedness, my lack of education, I guess, in this, in this thing. Was there a question originally that I was supposed to be answering here? Actually, y'all,
1: the, the short, the short and simple is, that uh, 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 a symbolic link is a freaking shortcut. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. However, if we wanted to make one of those, we were like out in the real Linux
0: and not playing around in the GUI and stuff. How would we go about doing that? Well, from a com- command line perspective, you use the same command. You use ln. That's the command for link. The
1: yeah, ln. <laughs> So what you do is
0: if you want to make a soft link, you do LN space dash S for symbolic or soft link, the name of the original file, and then the name of the new file or the symbolic link. If you want to make a hard link, you just leave off the dash S you do LN original file and then linked file. That's the difference between hard and soft linking. I see pretty
1: straightforward. So is this like, Link from Mod Squad or what?
0: From Mod What the hell are you talking about? Are, are you brain Never damaged? seen the
1: Mod squad? Oh, the Mod oh, I forgot Squad! You're child.
0: No, I've seen the Mod Squad. I think your dentures are coming out. No, they're in. They're in the bucket <laughs> in yonder. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's the problem because they taste like diesel oil. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I supposed to give away that information, or did we have we already adequately announced that you have? I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: That those who were regular listeners to Resonant Frequency and even this show uh, noticed a difference when the changeover occurred. And actually, this is a good place for Richard's story time. Richard's story time. Why does his teeth taste like uh, taste like diesel diesel oil? Well, I was in the bay and had to had to forward power stroker over my head. And I took the drain plug out of it and apparently didn't have things adjusted properly. And uh, I had 14 tons of diesel oil fall into my pan at the same time. It just so happens some of it rebounded right in my face. For those of you who remember the episode of the original Star Trek that had Frank Gorshin in it, that's what I looked like for about half the day because I couldn't stop long enough to go scrub my face off. And I got that stuff in my eyes and it's still burning and I'm a little bit weepy and all kinds of good stuff. However, in the process, apparently I
0: swallowed some because because now my teeth taste like diesel oil. (laughs) Well, hopefully the, whatever you clean them up in, will take care of that. So
1: there you have it. Richard's story time. I don't care if they know or not. They've seen the pictures. They know I ain't got no hair. Okay. And And they probably have seen the pictures and noticed that. I don't have one tooth that extends 3 inches further down than the rest anymore.
0: Okay. Well, let me go back I don't to I feel like an ass hat. Huh, do I? No, I do. Oh. Well, I, I didn't mean to make you feel like an ass hat, but I do have to go back to the chat room because there has been an they important they fighting? No, they're not fighting, but they have actually made an important distinction between symbolic and hard linking that uh-huh that actually makes one maybe preferable over the other, depending on your application. And uh, I'll see if I can paraphrase what Bill said in a way that makes kind of sense. Basically, when you do a hard link to a file, you are referencing the on-disk inode. In other words, you are referencing the physical data of the original file for every hard link that is created. And when you do that, it means that you, If you delete the original file okay, that you made a link of, the hard links will still exist because you have made essentially a link to the original inode. And so in order for that link to still exist, the original data still has to exist. So your hard links will still contain references to the data in the original inode. You have to delete every link to the original data in order to delete that file, which means you have to delete every every hard link. If, on the other hand, you have seven soft links to a file and you delete the original file, then all of those soft links now point to something that no longer exists. If you look at those links and try and edit it, they will point to a file that is no longer on the file system and you're basically screwed. So those soft links basically are references to nothing. That's an important distinction, and it may be it may speak to why someone would want to use soft links versus uh, hard links.
1: So, I'm so proud of
0: Bill. Yes, Bill, that was so good. Didn't we say at the beginning that Bill was the keeper of all knowledge? That's right. That's right, and he, he has did. just proven
1: it. If Bill doesn't know it, it ain't worth knowing. That's right. And we have Ted in here who knows more about computers or has forgotten more about computers than Russ and I have ever known. That's right. So we're outgunned, and next time around, actually, episode 101, the show will be changing to the Bill and Ted show. And they're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, uh, hard links, asshats. In fact, there was a comment about running with the asshat comment in the chat room what uh, you folks don't understand about ass hat is uh, my concept of ass hat and uh, uh, the gentleman who referred to it's co- uh, idea of an ass hat. Well, down here in Texas, when you're young and wild and free, um, what we think of it as an ass hat is more of, uh, I don't know, an ass beard. Okay. La, 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 la. Anyway, so now we've talked all about symbolic links, all about them. Is there anything else that we need to say about
0: symbolic links before we move on? I, I think we've honestly said more about linking in Unix file systems or POSIX based file systems than anybody has a right to know. So, link a link,
1: a chug a uh, chug. That's right.
0: So, why don't we chug. play another song and then do some feedback? What do you think? Chug a link, a link, a link. A one and a two and a three. Were you expecting something to happen? Oh, uh, well, it worked for Lawrence Welk. <laughs> I'm sorry. The bubbles have gone away. I see. All right. So, uh, I'm going to play some music and then we're going to do some feedback. This is a song called wicked by fresh body shop. This one's a little more along the lines of stuff we usually play here at this show. So bath and body products. That's right. Yes. We'll see you in a minute.
1: I hate it when he does that. All righty. And we are back. We are back, 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 back. Linka, 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 do dinky day. Well, oh, I haven't turned Japanese in a long time. No, it's Chinese. I think, or it could be Korean or something. This is Linux and the Hamshack, And we're back. We're back. I think Russ is still here. If I haven't made him mad and go away, he was like, what is wrong with that boy? What is wrong
0: with him? What is wrong with you, asshat? Ass hat. That's right. Ass hat. Now now I'm just saying that to piss off KD seven JWC, because he's like, you guys are talking about asshats too much. Well, you know what I, that means. We're just gonna talk about them all night. I'm a hat I'm a I'm a hat sassin. If you say asshat so. Hatsassin. Yes. All right. No, I don't care what I'm well I'm gonna do the first piece of feedback. What do you think? Lincoln ass hat. Huh? Uh-huh. Ah, ah so Ooh,
1: she's going
0: like, Ah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, we have Comment some feedback. From the website from Dave. That's right. And Dave didn't leave us a um Dave didn't leave us a call sign, but I'm pretty sure he has one. I think AE five C P is Ass Man. Oh, nice uh Seinfeld he, reference.
1: He 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 prefers ass hats to booby mountains.
0: <laughs> anyway, we have a comment from Dave, and Shiny he says, <laughs> I'm drowning you out. The ass hat's being drowned out by me. Johnny's slick. <laughs> Hi, Russ and Richard. For the past 13 years, I've been a Windows user, but I am now migrating over to Ubuntu and free and open source software options. Hopefully uh, the Linux version of Windows. Go ahead. <laughs> hopefully 100%. I came across your podcast looking for an entertaining Linux podcast with some good information to help me with the migration process. You guys are lighthearted and great to listen to. Thanks for all the laughs and keep up the good work. Your new Linux friend, Dave. Holy crap. When did that happen? What lighthearted, entertaining with information when uh, who's been in here? I don't know. Somebody, I think somebody's been doing the show. Ted, Bill, was that you guys? No, I, I think he's
1: listening to the wrong freaking show. I think he's listening to Mint Cast or Going Linux or
0: something. So, yeah, so, that could be. I, uh, he's not talking about us. Well, I'm not sure, but he actually sent us a donation. He became a subscriber. Oh, well, Dave,
1: you're our best friend. You're one of our best listeners. We're glad to have you on board. You're a very valued member of the Linux and the Ham Shack team. Thank you, thank you, thank you for so much for even being involved with us and good luck on your future endeavors with, uh, oh crap.
0: Well, he's obviously going to move on to another show since we had no idea how to answer the, uh, symbolic link question. What was the question? Well, oh, he didn't, oh, he didn't have a question. Thing. No, that was our question, but see, he now that we, he knows we have no idea what the hell we're talking about. He's obviously going to find somebody else to listen to. I'm not supposed to know anything about it. I'm a radio guy. Well, I, yeah, I so I screwed up my bad. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. You All get right. get paid to do that stuff and you can't even remember it.
0: I don't use hard links. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the next one?
1: If your link is hard, you should probably do something about that. Well, only, that only if it's hard for more way, than four hours. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> uh, thank you for the kind words and, uh, thank you for the donation. We will apply it. Well, uh, it's time to rebadger. Uh, we're going to have to do something to protect the chat room because the squirrels are about, and it is that time of year. So, uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh it.
0: have you seen, have you seen Ted's comment in the chat room? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the one where he's going, la, 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 la,
1: la, 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 la stephen hawking
0: yeah i know know, if you don't want to listen uh, to the show ted you can always just turn it off
1: (laughs) no ted loves us Ted loves us bill loves us we we can tell who loves us because they're in the chat room for the live show that's right because they went and got the information at the website okay so the next one next comment is on the website from jeremy kd5hq and then I just started listening to the podcast, starting with episode one. I've been a ham for 12 years. Hey, and have played with Linux off and on for about 10. I love the podcast. Look forward to expanding my skills, both with ham and Linux with the information from the show, from the show. You know, these people put a lot of faith in us. Probably too much they're actually listening to us thinking that we might actually know something, but that's okay. We'll keep trying. And as long as we got the wool pulled over your eyes, good stuff. Oh crap. I just hit myself in the head with the mic.
0: (laughs) Oh, I'd like to go back and say, thanks so much, Dave, for uh, becoming a subscriber and listening to the show. We really appreciate it. And also, no, I didn't say it. You did. And also, huh? You're bleeding.
1: I think I'm bleeding.
0: Good. Do you, do you has the dumb? Oh, (laughs) And, uh, thanks also to Jeremy for writing in, uh, we really appreciate you. And, uh, I, I hope that we actually live up to these people's expectations right now. I feel really stupid. So, um, Jeremy also has another comment though. Would you like to uh, read that one? It's it's about, uh,
1: actually this is a retraction because I made a mistake. I made a damn mistake because I ain't read the books in so long. I made a damn mistake. Yes. Orte is in Isengard. Sorry. Sorry. Uh Or the Tower of Orthanc is in Isengard. The Tower in Mordor is in Baradur. Baradur. Or is Baradur. And I I've been corrected. Orthanc, what he says is Orthank is not in Mordor. It is near the Mount Doom. Uh what? Or near Mount Doom. That's the Tower of Baradur. Uh Orthanc is in Isengard. Great show. I have really enjoyed getting caught up in the current episode. Keep up the great work okay so once again this is a retraction i made a mistake uh it's been too long since i've read the book Um uh, i haven't even put in a dvd and i don't know how long and i'm bad 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 it's getting about the time of year i normally watch those and uh i will have to refresh now at least i didn't say anything about tom bombadil uh i didn't say anything about the scourging of the Shire or anything like that so i really uh, you know i didn't want to embarrass myself and if y'all want to know anything about that you need to actually read the books because peter jackson couldn't possibly fit those three books into three films so thank you very much jeremy you're on top of it i'm underneath it i feel like i've been hit by a truck
0: Well, I think if the only thing we're being corrected on, or one of the few things we're being corrected on is our knowledge of Tolkien, we're probably doing okay, so not, not too big a deal there.
1: Well, you know, you ought to see my daughter-in-law's eyes get big. When I start telling about the end of the second book, you know, second book ends with, uh, Sam Gamgee laying on his back, knocked out because he run into a door
0: yeah well let's not compare the you know movie adaptations to the originals okay let's just move on to some additional feedback and i didn't get this one this one's all yours she loved a giant spider oh no oh okay um uh, she loved actually, actually made it into well, I, the movie huh she lob actually made it
1: into the movies yes i know she did oh okay but it doesn't tell much about her no i think she related to them in the murkwood anyway so um where was I? Oh, yes. From Facebook. We're finally getting, and I'm finally getting some personal stuff about the show on Facebook. Uh, you know, we got that uh, Linux in the Hamshack pa- page, and y'all could go over there and check that out and sign up and post some stuff and show us your radios and your hard links and all that good stuff and everything else. But I'm finally getting some uh, show type feedback on my personal account, and I just wanted to share. Uh, this one comes from Bill. KJ four KNI and uh, Bill Bill's in, been in my friends list quite a while. Uh, uh, let's see what he say. He says, "Hey, been listening to the Linux and the Ham Shack for a while. I enjoy it, and I also enjoyed Resonant Frequency." Now, never mind. I am not going. to, I am yeah, not. Yeah, don't start get, down get that road. Roads. We just go. Uh, that wasn't the name, but that's okay. Uh, Wanted to advise on a couple of things first. I think you and Russ have finally convinced me to actually take the re- uh, take the red pill and start changing over to Linux. Wanted to ask your advice on what flavor of Linux I should start off with. I'm guessing Mint, but I am a little confused about which version. The next question is ham related. Wanted to know If you have ever used 75-ohm RG6 coax as a feed line, Uh, the specs look good but wanted to know how much the impedance mismatch might affect things and what your results were. This is from Bill, KJ4KN.
0: have you ever heard of anybody trying to use 75 ohm feed line for a typical antenna i mean why wouldn't you use like uh what is it 213 instead of rg8 or rg6
1: well i mean i think his point is 75 ohm feed line and the whole point is feed line is a feed line feed line and you know you're gonna have to match somehow uh, in fact let me let me do it this way uh the first delta loop i built uh, was for a band right between 10 meters and 12 meters, and the Delta Loop required a quarter-length uh matching stub made out of 75-ohm coax, 75-ohm, and this would help match the 100-ohm impedance on the antenna to the 50-ohm impedance on the uh, feed line I was u- using to run up to it. So... Uh, as far as matching is concerned, matching is not going to be, as with any other feed line, loss is going to be your consideration. I can see how RG6 might be a little more efficient because it does have the extra shielding on it. I've never actually tried this. I've thought about trying it, but I've never had the opportunity to give it a shot. So my suggestion would be, as long as you're matched at the radio, which is where it's going to make a difference, and, uh, you're something reasonably clo- close to match at the antenna, meaning the, antenna, the antenna's 75 ohms or somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, you probably shouldn't have a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of trouble
0: with it. So now we've answered the second question first. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is a lot of people use like ladder line as Uh as feed line but they use a four to one balance to bring the impedance closer to 50 ohm right so rather than start with 75 ohm coax which is typically for television use i mean why wouldn't you start with a thicker more efficient uh 50 ohm coax like 213 or 8m or something like that rather than you know a 75 ohm coax which you're going to have to compensate for
1: yeah well bill was reminding me and uh we've talked about this before uh inverted v's ground planes and dipole antennas um the impedance of that actual dipole a- antenna setup uh kind of depends on what configuration it's set up in if it is actually strung as a true dry dipole out as a uh, one long horizontal wire or one long vertical type wire, the impedance of that dipole antenna is 73, round 73 ohms, okay? The way they get those kind of antennas down to close to 50 ohms is by putting the legs closer together. Inverted V is somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 ohms, and I think it goes all the way down to 32 ohms at a right angle i'm not sure but see that right there works also and depending on how you set that 75 ohm cable up he may not even have to have any kind of matching in the process okay apparently they're talking about something in the chat room uh anyway so give it a shot see amateur radio is about experimenting bill about experimenting and uh i'd like to hear what's you- going on with it i'm sure there's more than just the dipole antennas out there that uh, you could uh, use that uh use that 75 ohm on and let us know how that turns out now the the first question is what do you think you should start on with linux
0: well i think he should start with linux mint now he did say there may be some you know inconsistency in the version of linux mint Uh, Linux Mint 14 has just recently come out in a release candidate. And that's the one that's based on Ubuntu. I tend to prefer the one that's based on Debian LMDE. Uh, what are you using right now? Are you using Linux Mint
1: right now? All of my machines that are running Linux are running Linux Mint 13. And it has been the least problematic of what I've been messing with as far as Linux Mint in some time, uh, 12 was flaky on my machines but every machine that's running linux in this house right now is running linux mint 13 uh which i believe is a long-term release i'm not sure but uh yeah i get regular updates on it and everything and occasionally it'll break something. but two days later they send through a fix and it's uh, good to go once more i've never lost my email i've never lost my history on my browser and those are the two things i use most so uh yeah uh and even at that uh linux mint is going to have pretty much all the goodies you're going to want uh it's going you're going to be able to play mp3 files and some of the uh more proprietary kind of video and that kind of stuff with it so yeah that's what i'd pick at this point uh you know There's always time to experiment and learn more about it later and get into the more esoteric type, uh, distributions, but good starter kit is Linux Mint.
0: Well, I agree 100%. I think we tend to recommend Linux Mint because it gives you a very robust out of the box experience. All the codecs are installed. The installation process is easy. So just pick, you know, whatever version of Linux Mint you want to run and, It'll probably work on your machine and you'll probably be up and running in a matter of a half hour or less. So, uh, I think that's the way to go and there you have
1: it. So bill, there you have it. Two non-answers, two non-answers. We specialize in non-answers at uh, Linux and Hamshack because if we can give you a non-answer and make you think we know what we're talking about, then you will send money, lots of money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. He'll stop me in a minute. Money, 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 money,
0: money. money okay, money. Well, I money. Think- <laughs> <laughs> money. All right. From money. the, the ass hat and the shill, I guess we're about ready to wind this one up. So money, money.
1: I would like to welcome uh Richard P. Riddick to the chat room. Uh I didn't notice he was in there. He'd been a skulking. Aha. I knew I was right. Hey, welcome Richard P. Riddick to the chat room. You can catch, uh, you can catch Richard in, uh, in, uh, the two films already made and the upcoming film and, uh, y'all check it out because he, he badass and he got shiny eyes and you really can't, uh, uh, ask for more. You really can't ask for more. So what else you got Russ?
0: I got nothing. I think it's time to go so you can get to bed and get up early in the morning. I feel that this is one of our top shows
1: for the quite a while. It was even better when I was interrupting Russ every few minutes. Now he's being <laughs> quiet because he's afraid I'm going to interrupt him.
0: No, I just think we should probably
1: go with that. Please send an email to my bat badger crazy ass at KB5JBV at gmail.com. KB5JBV at gmail.com. Or check me out on Twitter, Facebook. I don't post a lot on Twitter, so Facebook might very well be better for you. Either place, I am KB5JBV. Or you can send us a bunch of stuff, any hate mail you want to send to, uh, let's see, Furion at Furion.com. Furion at Furion.com. All hate mail. So with that, I'll turn
0: it over to Russ. Because he's done had about enough of my silly butt <laughs> or something, yeah. So anyway, this is Russ K five T U X. You can go ahead and leave us an email at info at lhs podcast. Our website is at lhs podcast info. Somehow I think I just screwed up what I said, but we're gonna yeah, go with it, anyway.
1: it. all up. We don't
0: care, cause doggone it. Yeah, we don't care. Anyway, we're excited. That's right. It's, it's a good day. You can go ahead and uh, call us up at 1909 LHS show. That's 1909 547 7469. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air unless you tell us not to. And go ahead and leave us something for our 100th episode. Tell us about the show. Tell us how much you hate us. Tell us how much Richard's an asshat or whatever it is you want to say. We'll listen to it. Uh, Richard's out there on the social networks. I'm out there on the social networks. Google+, Twitter, Identica, all that good stuff. I'm J.R. Woodman. He's K- KB5JBV. I think that's about it for us here at Linux in the Ham Shack in episode 95. I'm live from Between the Peaks in Pine Forest, North Central Arkansas. And Richard's down there being Zen and a prophet in his little cardboard box in the Trinity River Basin. And he's going to leave us with these final words of wisdom.
1: Well, I'm just going to tell y'all I'm not in the box tonight. I'm in the diesel shower at Dallas Dodge over in Dallas. So uh, y'all come back and see us next time. what they're